This is All Things Considered from NPR News. I'm Robert Siegel. And I'm Linda Wertheimer. Oh boy, it's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, is Catherine Kogert. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah? Like, how great? Um, like, the best to be here. Whoa. I would say, of the experiences I've ever had, this is the best one. Wow. Of all experiences. All of them. But I was also born yesterday, so, I mean, That's retrospective. Right. I mean, retrospect? What's the word I'm using here? You wouldn't know. It's not important. Let's move on. Born yesterday. Born yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I my, my greatest sadness for you is that you can't use the common cliche phrase, I wasn't born yesterday, because it's not true. <laughs> It's, you know, tomorrow yeah. I'll be able to do that. Yeah, the sun will come out. You know, it'll be great. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you have so much to learn, Catherine. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> it's a great world out there. And one of the great things out there is ska music. Really? Tell me everything. <laughs> uh, what do you know about ska music? Um. Okay. So I know a little bit of Real Big Fish. Sure, sure. I know some fun trombone big bandy sounds mixed with some smooth rockabilly. Maybe not rockabilly is the right word, but rockin' jams. Right. Um, I know fun hats. Uh, yeah, your pork pies. For sure. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. And I know the word skank, but <laughs> I feel like I might be using it out of context. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Lydia was a real bitch to you, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I would wager that's what a lot of people know about ska music in the U.S. is is you mostly know it from around 1997 when uh, a bunch of ska got really popular, um, and so you draw from that. And so ska uh, was born in like the 50s in Jamaica, and uh, it's mostly defined by actually. Remember when we talked about classical music and it was just like impossible to pin down what it actually was? Um, uh yes. Ska, uh, not that way. It has a pretty clear. Uh, you know, one of those. <laughs> it's a uh, pretty clear um, definition. Uh, birth. <laughs> there you go. Lineage, a very clear lineage. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna let. Uh. This is so at the okay. very beginning of this show. Um. I played. I I made this recording when I was 16, maybe, of an NPR interview with uh one of my favorite bands at the time, and uh you know still a band I really like called the Slackers. Um. And that was the beginning of that. And I, I just always really loved the way that these All Things Considered hosts had to say, ska music is a band. For, anyway. Um, and uh, so uh, I'm going to let... Uh, it's like the first time they brought up Tinder. Yeah. Tinder is an application being used by the youth today. Many people use it for finding dates. <laughs> oh. Now a date is a thing where two people who like each other or maybe don't like each other uh, go out for an event. In my experience, often the latter. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> well, we've also brought in a uh, noted dating expert, uh, Professor John Johnston from uh, Brown University. Uh, Professor Johnston, thank you, thank you for being here today. It's my pleasure. Sure. What can you tell us? What is uh, what is dating? Well, first, I want to take a minute to bring up what a, a rich dating department Brown has. Anyone interested in pursuing yes. the academic art of dating mm-hmm. should absolutely apply to Brown College. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I just wanted to bring into that like the idea that there could be like a dating major, like majoring in dating. Uh, oh, man, I think we could all use it. I don't know. It's rather complex. I don't know. No one knows. I have no concept. I mean, listen, <laughs> none of us got to go through that program because it was unfairly discontinued when the brown dean decided that dr john johnston was uh doing inappropriate work which i guess is it's pretty hard to do when you're doing dating research uh pretty hard not to be inappropriate but i think you know honestly i think it was political because then they put in the ska music department with all the funding they got from the dating department right well hosted uh hosted as all departments are I think I would enjoy college a lot more. Had like it been Carson Daly? More of a show. Yeah, like Carson Daly. <laughs> Counting down. Uh, <laughs> the best videos of Slipknot and Corn. <laughs> That's not ska music. No, but that was around the time I was watching Total Request Live. It was a lot of Slipknot and Corn and Britney oh, Spears. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, it was, a, it was a lot of Destiny's Child mm. in my era. Well, the, see, you're, you're, you're just much younger than me. In TRL just, years, in TRL years, like a week is a year. It's true. It's true. In TRL years, so much can yeah. happen. Yeah, are we talking? Wait, who was the band that um did "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls"? Destiny. No, that was TLC. TLC. Okay, yeah. TRL, TLC. Oh, I understand. Potato, potato. Yeah. I just got confused for a second. But here's the thing, Tim. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I'm really interested in learning like three or four more things at least about ska music. Can you help me? Take it away, Vic Ruggiero, the leader of the Slackers, uh, with this quick explanation of uh, what's going on in ska and what its like fundamental rule is. That's the most important part of ska: is the bass and the drums. But then the part that like defines it as ska is this sound: ska, 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 ska. So like, if we play it all together, then you see the, the full ska. So maybe we should play this just a little bump, 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 you know, on top of the bass and drums. Okay. All right. Bass and drums. Get that. There you go. She's getting it. Good for you, Renee Montaigne. You know, it it reminds me a lot of polka music. Uh, it's like if polka music had a bass. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I guess. Uh, let's see. What's polka music doing? Polka music. Yeah, it does. It's it, the umpa, umpa, umpa. Umpa. Yeah, yeah. And there's something really similar. So, so when we say ska, we we typically mean that um, there's uh, the rhythm section. Uh, I mean, there's the drums and the bass like uh vic talks about there in that clip but then uh the the sort of keyboard slash guitar um portion of the rhythm section they're kind of doing that uh on the upbeat so you know uh i don't know where your music theory sits at but um you know if we go way way down here way down at the bottom where you can't see it here on the radio it's hiding can you (laughs) 
Well, uh, to, to bring that into the radio light, uh, you know, usually with, with music, we, we say, um, you know, there's beats. And uh, in the case of a lot of popular music, including most ska, it's uh, four beats. And you just kind of go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And then so what ska does is that um, that rhythm section does a little bit of up hitch right in between each beat. So it's right. And you can kind of hear that on that clip. Um and Which is so similar to the mpa 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 of the polka music. Right, it's quite similar. So, so yeah. the way that uh, ska was developed was um, there was a bunch of popular R and B records right around that time in Jamaica. Um, it was American R and B, right? Uh, and American R and B, they say, goes like you know, uh, and then apologies by the way for all my mouth noises this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apologies for my mouth noises. Tim Dobbs' <laughs> next book available on shelves this September. Just any shelf. Just poke around. You'll find it. <laughs> um, and then so what they say is that they just sort of uh, mutated it sometime in the 50s while they were like putting together, you know, like I mean, basically it was like people hanging out and dancing and wanting to like dance to R&B records and stuff. Um, and so uh, some musicians kind of shifted that so that the emphasis instead of being like on that first hit. So it's... Uh, or rather, it goes to that. So the emphasis is kind of on that upbeat. Um, so it's yeah, it's that cha 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 cha. Um, so yeah, so it's really similar. And and like if if polka's pa pa pa, it's uh you know it's minor variations on a beat. That's kind of what defines um a lot of different forms of genres. Um, and then of course in polka, I think I mean, am I crazy to think that like a lot of polka has an accordion, right? Oh yeah, po- accordion very important to the polka. Right, so so you get to other things that define music, but ska itself basically just defined by that. Um, and then kind of beyond that, it's like, well, you know, it usually has a walking bass line, which is uh, a walking bass line is when the bass just plays on the beat. So like it goes like doom 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 doom, you know, and so forth. Oh, that's your Sandman that you're doing right there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I mean, that's, that's a walking bass line, I guess, in Mr. Sandman. <laughs> um. And then, then the other thing is that uh, typically there's some kind of horn in in ska, um, and that's just uh, and that kind of is the melodic lead when uh, no one's singing. So yeah, I mean, so it's it's like a pretty it's a pretty straight ahead definition, but you, I mean, which is uh, why we end up with a lot of different versions of it, I guess. Um, but uh, perhaps, and I could be wrong, but. Uh, Perhaps uh, you're you're wondering what about reggae? Are you? I hope you are. No, I wasn't. But uh, go on ahead. No, let's, let's it's no, can, it's fine. I don't want to. Let's just no. It's please. How about pe- this? I dare you to pique my interest about reggae. I, you just try. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna work out. I tell you what. Let's just come back in a minute on Encyclopedia Brunch. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about ska music. Ska music. That was the uh, Guns of Navarone by the Scatolites, one of the earliest progenitors of ska. 
Uh, Come on, if you're calling yourself the Scatolites, like, are you really? Here's the thing. Do Do you know where I'm going with this at all? The complaint about ska pun names? No, I mean, puns are important. Uh-huh. Like, you're never going to catch me, like, smack talking puns. I'm just not that type of woman. But <laughs> I... okay. you can't then ask me to take you seriously after you've done a pun name. I mean, I don't know that Sky ever asked you to take it seriously. That's the... okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is this is the disconnect here. Should we wait on this? Um... <laughs> Do you want to just tackle this right now? Get it all out in the open? Hash it out? Hug it out? Uh, well, let's save the hugging for later. You know I find it distasteful. Um, <laughs> no, well, okay, yeah. Let's, let's, let, let me go through just like the real quick. So, I mean, that's basically what Scott is and kind of how it formed. It was kind of born out of American R&B um, or Jamaican artists wanting to have a, a version of American R&B in their dance halls, right? At a time when it wasn't super easy to just like download a million uh, versions of things. Um, and uh, so just to give you the arc of what happens there, um, I am going to make you talk about reggae. Um, I knew it. So then, <laughs> I knew I wasn't getting out of this. So it's dance music, right? Is the point. I'm really it's- sorry, listeners. It's going to be okay. You and I are going to get through this together. It, th- I'm here. I'm on your side. <laughs> This is where I'm going here. Is that it, the ska? Like the ska is uh, it's it's dance music. It was it was uh, idealized as dance music, and that's kind of where it came from. Um, and um, you're supposed to dance to it, and that's where skanking comes in, as you mentioned yes. earlier. Please explain it to me. It's essentially, I mean, so that's it's it's a weird beat, right? That like, um, yeah, okay, yeah, it is. And so, uh, but it's kind of up. It's got like you know, like a polka. It, it suggests that you should like kind of move it's got some kind of like uh, a jumpiness to it um mm-hmm. and so uh one way popular way to dance to that that uh came around was skanking which is essentially a version of the running man um if that makes any sense it is. It, no it absolutely is no i know what you're saying uh so that yeah i mean that's about it i don't know what else to say about skanking i guess it it, it carries more um it, it carries more weight as we kind of move forward as uh we eventually end up at ska punk um but you know it's interesting to me if we're continuing on along the line with comparing polka to ska dancing uh-huh. um polka is a partner dance and ska is a very singular dance do you have any thoughts upon why that would be um no i don't know i mean okay so yeah so i've been trying to figure out which direction to move in here but let's move uh let's let's leave reggae behind for a few bits and figure out where ska went um, i did it listeners you're welcome <laughs> So, uh, so ska eventually uh, lost popularity in Jamaica um, as it got uh, taken over by Rocksteady, which was just kind of a slower ska, and then uh, reggae, which I will say no more about for now. Um, <laughs> Foreshadowing. But, uh, but in the meantime, in, in uh, the 70s and 80s, uh, ska kind of got taken uh, back up by uh, people in England. And that's uh, sort of known as like the second wave of ska, which is, is like two-tone ska. Um, and so we heard a little bit of like that sort of first bit of ska in the break uh, with the Scatolites. Um, but two-tone ska sounds a little more like, let's see, this. So this is the Specials. And uh, they're from England. And you can hear that little upbeat still. So that's a message to you, Rudy, um, which betrays uh what two-tone ska was all about which had a lot to do with uh unity 
and um, sort of uh, racial harmony. Um, you know, one, one way to take the word two tone is like, you know, it's, it's black and white together. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, so what they did was they merged a lot of um, a lot of like more punk rock ethos into that. And uh, and and then we ended up with yeah, that kind of two tone Scott, and then they they have you know even more political songs. I mean, a message to you, Rudy, is basically like, uh, stop screwing around, dude. Like, don't end up in jail. Like, you know, treat yourself right, live a good life. Um, and uh, yeah, that seems like a that does there needs to be no race attached to that message. That particular song, no. I mean, I, generally, what I'm trying to say is the general wave of uh, two tone Scott had a lot more to do with uh, you know. Uh, racial racial unity um, and just cool. yeah general uh, you know like uh, positive punk rock ethos right you know whereas uh, you might have your sex pistols or something just about like you know tearing things down um, the do drugs destroy your bodies sure two-tone ska was a lot more like uh, hey let's you know not um, let's you know revolt against the government or whatever uh, I can't, sure. I can't yeah. think of any two-tone skas that would have specifically said that but I'm sure there's some but <laughs> So, so where we eventually get with this is that uh, it crosses over to America, and uh, in the form of ska punk, um, and we see that in the '90s, and that uh, sounds a little more like this. You can still hear those upbeats, right? <laughs> this feels like the ska I know and love. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, that was Operation Ivy, which is one of the early ska punk bands. And so you can see what they're doing is they're taking that ethos of uh, punk rock and trying to work on political opinions and things like that. And just right. like taking away the sort of danceiness of it, um, uh-huh. saying this isn't, you know, uh, this doesn't need to be as dancey as it has been previously. Um, because if I can throw like a Molotov cocktail, not really a Molotov cocktail, maybe like a, like a rotten pumpkin. <laughs> Wait, what? Into your spiel. Well... Like, st- stick with me for a second. That really reminds me of, like, Flogging Molly. Right. They're all related. What do you mean? Wait. No? Wait, how? What's your problem with Flogging Molly? I don't have a problem with Flogging Molly. This I have, no, like I have really zero do. problems with Flogging Molly. What did Molly hey, do to you? Can you stop accusing me of having opinions? Because I try really hard to have none. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's the best way to get along in this life. Everyone agrees. <laughs> but, like, why? why do you say that they're all related? Um, because they're like '90s punk, right? Like pop punk, right? Um, and just because it was a ska fusion or it was, you know, a punk. I mean, you know, punk was kind of well, it was coming up for me, I guess, at that time. Um, I guess I can't speak to uh exactly how you know punk as a whole evolved in the '90s, but um, yeah, why wouldn't they be related? So, like, uh, here, let me play you a little uh. Let's see. So this is Less Than Jake, who uh, we developed into uh, as, as ska as ska punk became more and more commercialized and punky. We get this. So you can hear there's still okay. that. There's still a yeah. horn. I feel like still... we're starting to approach Real Big Fish, which is my touchstone. I actually skipped over Real Big Fish, but um, so yeah, this, this is all right. You can say this is still ska, right? So, 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 yeah. So, but all right, let's jump to the chorus. Now, this is just like pop punk, right? Yeah, and you know what? That that scream Scotty doesn't know to me. Yeah, no, it's so so it's it's all um they're they're allowed to merge, right? 
uh, as, as pop punk becomes a thing. And eventually we end up at what? Good Charlotte and Fallout Boy in the 2000s. Um, <laughs> we don't need to go that far, do we? No, I don't. I don't even have those songs. I'm way Life too cool. Lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Um, but like that was music that was becoming popular. So there's no reason that as you start from Operation Ivy, uh, which is like a legitimately like um, political band to some extent uh, that is merging sort of like punk rock sounds with the sort of uh, mm, the sort of alternative political sounds that came over from England with two tone ska. There's no reason that those two shouldn't co-evolve or, or uh, what is it called when two things evolve together? Con- convergently evolve? Convergently evolve? Um, into a sound kind of like your Less Than Jake's uh, where like it maintains some of that ska vibe but then also like when it hits the chorus it's just like ah it's a punk rock song or it's, it's like a pop okay. punk song. Sure, yeah. Well. Yes, okay. well. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm starting to feel like I've got a, a real good base for where Scott comes from. Right. So this is this is kind of how we evolved into that is, is uh, you know, you get more and more of the like, hey, it's just really popular. Um, and you end up like it, it. You end up with a lot of bands that have horns and that's what makes them ska, ska bands, you know? Yes, which which is where you get to how I understand ska. <laughs> right, exactly. Which I think what a lot of people understand about ska, which is why a lot of people hate ska. Um, I don't want to no, I think that's a real leap. I think, well, listen, I wasn't putting this on you, but I appreciate uh, I appreciate why, why you might jump to that. Um, no, I mean, I just think that uh, a lot of people do think of ska as being those sort of bands where it's like, yeah, it was kind of a cash in. Like, you know, we were, we were a pop punk band, but then we got some horns because ska was popular. Um, and just sort of sold okay. out. Listen, listen to me. I, I know this is usually your job, but can I suggest that we come back in a minute and then we discuss a little bit about why people feel the way they do about ska. So But it's too late. Ba-da-ba. Yeah. So we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch. <laughs> and I agree entirely. So yeah, so saving Rillick Fish. Because that was that was my touchstone as well. Like so I I recall uh when I was in I want to say second grade, maybe a little later, um, we were given a task to interview each other, uh in cl- in, in class. And uh, someone asked me, like, oh, what's your favorite music? And, of course, uh, being a boy in second grade, I didn't have any favorite music. And um, I told them that I really liked the music from Donkey Kong Country 2, I think. Maybe 3. Sure. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember being really frustrated because in the final... I feel like you were in a very advanced class because I think we didn't have this assignment until fourth grade. Wow. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering. (laughs) Uh... It's possible that they really just did it to co- uh, to coincide with when Donkey Kong Country 2 was out, you know? Because, I mean, you're a little younger than me, but... <laughs> just trying to do that product. Yeah. That product, uh, um, what am I trying to say here? Product placement in second grade classrooms across the country. Damn, that's how you do it. Listen, I got pretty into Donkey Kong Country, so it worked. Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, it's a great game. Yeah, it's a great game. I mean, game. it's no, it's no, it's no Diddy Kong's racing. Oh, great game. 
Um, Great game. When I was when I was in college, years later, when I should have known better, I um I saw that Diddy Kong Racing was being re-released for the Nintendo DS, a system that I owned at the time. Um, and there was a person who I'd met a couple of times. He seemed cool. Like I was like, oh, maybe I'll hang out with him. Like this is my freshman year of college, very early on. And I remember mm-hmm. just walking across the room to his hall and being like, hey, dude, Diddy Kong Racing is coming out for the DS. And he was like, all right. And I was like, oh, we're not going to be friends. And we weren't. Oh, remember when you could put people aside for things as small as that? <laughs> remember. That, was, that felt like luxury. Mm. Oh, to be 19 again. Oh, to only. The things I would do if I were 19 again. All right. Name two. Uh, they're inappropriate. So... <laughs> so uh i think you were about to uh uh question aloud uh whether people truly hate the ska music yeah so tim did people really hate ska music uh (laughs) never say i'm not a good (laughs) co-host great questioning aloud i don't know i mean like i think uh most people i talk to these days think of it as a silly fad um which in a lot of ways it was i mean that's pop music for you right um and I think I think maybe what stands out about it uh, as particularly questionable is that, as you alluded to earlier, you think of ska dancing as being a solitary measure, um, whereas, like, yeah, polka music is like a group dance. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with uh, that sort of punk infusion, right? So uh, we talked about the skank earlier. Yeah. And how the skank is, it's like sort of a version of the running man. You kind of get down and you, you know, uh, you, you sort of take a step on every upbeat. Um, right, right. Your knees are like, par- your thighs are parallel to the ground and your knees are bent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not at a 90 uh, degree angle. It's not super strict. Like, it's not one of those um, Russian, uh, uh, what, what is that ballet dance called? Performances? Yeah. It's not one of those Russian ballet performances. It's not a real Barishnikov. Um, no, uh, what was the what is that like? I I, oh, I don't know anything about this, but crumping. You, Are we talking about crumping? No, I was actually thinking about. Um, oh, Are we not talking about popping and locking. Are we talking about Bollywood? Are Breaking. we talking actually Bollywood? Well, not Bollywood, but Indian traditional Indian dancing is extremely strict. Did you know that? I didn't know. It's like oh my goodness the the hate like it matters like the position that your hand is in when it's in a certain like when your arm is like positioned in a certain way your hand must be in a specific position huh. which is so strict in comparison to like every other form of dancing yeah that's quite uh, strict um every, every I other found form. It, like i took a dance class like oh, like dancing around the world class and it was the hardest one by far well, was sure. like traditional indian dancing you know what dancing around the world i mean that's that's quite a lot to ask actually I'm surprised Real quickly, the most fun, the most fun was African dancing. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Does it not bother you at all that they just lumped it in as one one type of dancing? It seems like Africa's a big um, place. It does. It really does. But it's like, I felt like they took, they took like, what, what do all of these many, 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 many styles of dancing have in common? Mm. And it's like, it's, it's, it was about like how do the culture how does how do those tribes like share share dancing together and like right. what what does that all have in common so i guess that's why i let them get away with it but um sure I don't well, know. it was fun. really fun it's the most fun well i mean so i think what what uh what 
we can see exemplified in uh, the evolution of the skank uh, is that, you know, I mean, listen, dancing's fun. Why, well, I don't know whether we need to criticize it. And also, it mutates. It changes. It doesn't have to be quite so strict unless, I don't know, it's some kind of specific traditional uh, ceremony you're doing. Um, that's your business, Catherine. Thank you for allowing me a little bit of privacy in this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, so, so I think as, as, so we talked about how like in the beginning, Scott was kind of like a dance hall thing and you'd probably be dancing with somebody somehow, you know? Um, Cause like, uh, why else are you going to dance halls? <laughs> um, yeah. That kind of call and response dancing that you do sometimes. Uh, what is this a, a one hop this time? Or like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm talking about, you know, when you're at like a dance party and then you see somebody whose moves you respect and you like mm. try to imitate it and then they do something and you're like, I'm going to try. And, and so it's kind of this call and response with movement thing. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like a Dan Deacon concert. Um, sure. Have, have you ever seen uh, Dan nope. Deacon? Explain. He has a, he has he, he's an electronic musician. He's very good, I think. Um, and he has a, at his concerts, he does this thing where he like gives instructions to the audience where he like picks a leader for this one side of the room and be like all right yes. everyone do whatever he's doing um and they make it like this crazy dance party it's pretty fun that's so fun mm-hmm. i mean i think if i can say something a little bit controversial eh. okay no it's fine but <laughs> so i think the great thing about ska dancing is what is the great thing about it? It looks silly. <laughs> right. Well, That's what I love about it is it's so silly. Right. So I think, I think you know, as, as it evolved into kind of that more like punk rock ethos and it became less about, you know, I'm going to go pick up some honeys at the club. Um, and <laughs> Yeah. You don't skank to pick up honeys at the club. Right, because you look silly. Um, you look ridiculous in that hat. Well, so and it mutates into like, so if you're doing the running man, kind of that kind of vibe, like, uh, versions of the skank that are closer to the punk rock version involve you sort of like punching your fists out you know and really throwing elbows um and it's closer and closer to like a mosh pit um sure which, which is i find very intimidating very intimidating what it's just not a romantic way to dance oh yeah yeah yeah. okay i thought you were gonna say it's kind of romantic well you know i mean just no absolutely not um <laughs> thank you for having my back on this one mm-hmm. no we're agreed here um <laughs> And so I think, and then when you throw in also that it's like, yeah, it's silly and goofy. And, you know, to be honest, I think one reason that I, I got into it at the age I was at was that it's like, it's it's inoffensive to a teenage boy. It's like, oh, this is fun. Like, I understand this. This isn't, this, this has nothing to do with scary girls. Um, <laughs> and I think, oh, uh, once, I think, I don't think that this was on the podcast, but I think once you really, you really explained what it's like to be a white male to me. <laughs> Oh what? boy, this is a lot of pressure. What what did I say? No, no, no. I think it's extremely flattering that you said this. Um to you. Uh Okay. <laughs> we were talking about advertising and and you you were saying, "Oh, there's like two types of ads. There's like, oh, a sexy lady ad and like I have to be attracted to this and there's the Oh my god, finally something I don't have to be attracted to. <laughs> yeah, that was on the podcast actually. And I think skanking falls in like column B here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh finally <laughs> something I don't have to like want to have sex with. <laughs> yeah, whatever the opposite of well, but then <laughs> but then like cute ska girls, like I don't know, still kinda works. Um Is that a thing? Uh yeah, with the like checker print dresses and stuff or skirts and stuff. Uh oh. I'm 
Let's put that on the notes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's all keep this in mind. Um, yeah, whatever the female version of a pork pie hat is, which incidentally comes out of uh, two-tone ska. Um, that was their logo. The, there was a label called two-tone, and their logo had a dude dressed like that. Um, and I guess that had that was mimicked off of a photo of Peter Tosh, who was in The Whalers with Bob Marley and The Whalers. Um, huh. and so they were like, ah, oh, let's make our logo look a lot like that. And, uh, so yeah, there you go. That's how you get pork pie hats. Just real quickly, an image search for cute ska girls returns, uh, Converse high heels. Yeah, that seems about Just right. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, right. it's like, it's cute, but it's also like, uh, I don't know, like kind of punky. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some checkers here. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. <laughs> what do you think is punk about checkers? <laughs> Well, I mean, so that's an explicit reference to the two-tone label, right? I, I think that's what, what really comes out there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, okay, okay. It's it's the most uh, subtle possible sartorial comment on racial unity. I love the word sartorial. Isn't it a great word? I'm glad I used it. I'm glad you used it, too. Good work. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, so that's Ska. Um. So I I find myself often in this position where like people are remembering Real Big Fish, who I still have a soft spot for because guess what? I was twelve. Like I was gonna love it. There's words. I mean, it's it's buried in my soul now. I like Real Big Fish. Yeah. Like I'm not. Yeah, Real Big Fish is great. And it's like I still love this. I listened to the song Digital Love today, and I still really jammed out to it. Okay. So, but that's an objectively great song. So you think so? Aw, that means the world to me. I think so. Um. But so, I mean, so as I've gotten older and, uh, I don't know, um... It's such a dumb song. Anyway, go on. I don't think it's a dumb song. That's so silly. Listen, did, uh, we'll have a link to Digital Love in the notes. Uh, please okay. judge yeah. and let us know what you think about the Daft yeah. Punk song, yeah. Digital we'll do, Love. We'll do a poll or something. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, so so as as we've kind of moved on past the the sort of big ska explosion of the late uh, late '90s, um, probably not coincidentally coincided with the swing explosion as well. Just a lot of dudes being like, maybe I can wear silly hats. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> oh, we spend way too much of our time as a society trying to figure out how to let men wear silly hats. We just want it. That's all we want. If you'd give us that, maybe we'd be less dicks in literally every other part of society. <laughs> Hey, I think silly hats are great. This is my whole thing with ska. <laughs> yeah, it's like goofy and fun, right? Um, which it's is goofy. It's fun. It's like it's upbeat. It's positive, right? And it's on the record the time. as being for racial unity. Like, yeah, and like, I just as long as you don't take yourself too seriously, I fully support any ska fans out there <laughs> in their passion. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you can get into some tr- trouble taking any form of art too, any, too seriously. Literally anything too seriously. Anything. Nothing is serious. The I think that's my joke. major problem with the world as a whole is people taking things too seriously. It's a, it's a big problem. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, but luckily we're here in brunch land and everything's fine. Where nothing is serious. Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, but seriously, my... Uh, I found that over the years as I've grown up and like gotten more and more interested in different kinds of music, um, and it's not just like, I liked video game music, followed by Real Big Fish, um, and then question mark. Um, so now, you know, I'm into more and more different stuff, but I, I still find uh, that I like, I like Scott-influenced music 
um, because of that that sort of brightness and that uh, upbeatness that you're talking about, and like a general, uh, yeah, I guess you know what I'm gonna say that 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 particular like t- 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 that's that's a, a subtle acknowledgement that the world is is a lovely joke, um, as as it is with polka music, right? Exactly. You know, I well, let me just recount a fond memory from my youth real quickly. Sure. Um, as as a freshman in college, I was doing some research on polka music and polka dancing mm-hmm. for that class that I was telling about, the world dancing class. Oh, it's a uh, class. Yeah, it was a whole class. We did all kinds of stuff. I did tango, which is hard, and tango, I don't really dig tango. <laughs> no, man, I feel you. <laughs> Tango's, uh, yeah, not for me. It's, it's got too much... Uh... Oh, Tango's for sexy people. It's got so much baggage, though. It's all just like, you know, you have to throw the woman around. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. And they're like, do you know, it. It and does like, have no. so much baggage. It has, it has too much sex baggage. That's yeah. the problem with Tango. And you know, sex baggage is just uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. And it does not go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, too real. Ugh. Hang on. Hang on. Too real. What were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about um, how I was at this, I was doing some research for polka music. And so we looked all around our, our fair city of Seattle, looking for a place to like experience real authentic polka. Okay. And so we ended up at this old person's home. <laughs> wait, wait, is, do you mean like a sort of retirement home or do you mean? A the, retirement home. Okay. Not, not the home of an older person. It was like. It was like a a retirement lodge next to like an elk's lodge. Classic. That way they don't have to drive. Perfect. Right. Exactly. It's really practical. Uh, and so we all, all of us in this little polka group danced with super duper old people and got hit on by like super duper old guys, <laughs> the ladies in the crew. Uh, to, and we danced like crazy, crazy, uh, like, oh, what's it? What's it called? Um, I don't know. Polka music, and we danced the type. It's not square dancing. It's like, um, what do you call it when, like, like old timey, like super duper timed courtship dancing? It's like straight out of Pride and Prejudice. The oh. type of dancing they would do with those scenes. It's like highly choreographed, and everybody somehow knows where it's to go. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I know what you're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like courtship dancing? Yes. A real. Uh... <laughs> we did. Jane, Which is apparently like dancing. a very close relative of polka. Interesting. Yes. Also, did you know, fun facts about polka. No, no, let's just do a polka episode. It's already, it's already in the books. Okay, Stay tuned okay, for fine. our polka episode. Oh, there's so much I have to tell you all about polka. I'm so excited. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> uh, but wait, I'm sorry. Did this tie into Scar or did you just feel like talking about polka for a bit? <laughs> well, I don't know. I could go either way. What do you want to do? Can't it be both? Um, well, so I guess I wanted to say that, like, I I have found over these years as I've uh, developed my own personal musical uh, taste and style that the ska music that I continue to like ranges farther and farther away from um from like the, that sort of like really typical like from real big fish. Yeah, well, can you imagine not liking real big fish as your favorite band forever? I don't know. I can't see that. Seems wrong. Uh. But like, okay, let me play you just a clip. This is uh, a, a fairly recent release from uh, that band, The Slackers, that I like. And um, it's, uh, I, it's a little different. Here, you can check it out. Uh, 
So, what you can see about that is it's not exactly dance music. Um, I mean, I still hear um, ska, um, ska. Yeah, because it's here? it's still ska music, but it's not. It's it's sort of a, a fusion of like maybe some other other vibes. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling reggae in here. Not to bring up reggae. Again. Oh nope, nope. You already said it. The magic word's been said. Oh, I'm I extending the podcast to talk about reggae. That's right. <laughs> it's reggae time. You're a monster. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got this. Yo, we gotta talk about reggae. Okay. Um. So. So so the deal is. Uh. So Scott has that really rigid uh, definition, and then what happened was. Um. Sort of American soul music kind of slowed down and got smoother. And then uh, responding to that uh, that general idea, ska music stopped being that ta 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 and started turning to this really slow version of that called mm, that they ska. call rock steady. Ska. Mm, ska. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and then so what happens when you can when you really slow it down, you can kind of like play with it a little more. So it could be like ta 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 ta, right? So like it starts to get a little looser and a little like smoother. Um, and then reggae developed. It's sort of a slightly different thing. It's it's a little less based on tempo, but it started to loosen all of those ideas. Where it's like, uh, you know what the the bass should be like super percussive, or um, you know, yeah, maybe instead of like Scott Scott, it could be Scott Scott Scott, you know, right? So it just kind of loosens loosens the whole deal. Um, and I'm sure there's a much better definition of of reggae, but uh. You know, that's what I can tell you. And then, of course, it also, reggae, of course, also focuses on a lot of political things that were going on at the time. Well, it's interesting to hear that ska had something to do with, like, political undertones, because I had no idea about that. Ska to me was just, like, real big fish and skanking and fun hats. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's what's really interesting about it is, like, we kind of come in and out of, of political uh, uses of the of the genre, um, because it does go from just, like, yeah, it's just some people dancing to, in England, the whole two-tone thing, um, and then the punk rock in America, but then there's an entirely different web or, or t- different uh, branch of the tree where it comes off and Scott turns into eventually reggae, which, of course, has a lot of political undertones. Right. Um, yeah. Almost by definition. Uh, and yeah, so I, I don't know what it is exactly about it, I guess, maybe because it's so simplistic. I mean, in that old NPR interview that I very, very poorly recorded when I was 16 um, and I'm amazed I still have. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> He even, you know, he says like one of the things that he likes about writing with ska music is that like a lot of the rhythms are sort of pre-built. Um, you know, it's not that complicated, really. And so you can kind of play with other things like uh, words or um, melodies that kind of fit over that. And so maybe that has something to do with it. Like it's it's pretty easy to like, hey, this is this is catchy. I'm going to find a way to like slip my uh, political values in there. Um, but so so I mean where i've landed with with a lot with a lot of ska music today is that like it doesn't sound like that ska music certainly not like that ska music we remember from you know 1997 um but like also like even ska's music before that like it's more like here's some soul music with like a touch of that ska or like here's some garage rock with a touch of that ska um i don't know i mean that's where i land i don't know if that just means i'm not as goofy and fun as i used to be or like or maybe i'm just like i've I've decided that I don't need to wave around like I was when I was 18 and like maybe it's okay to like do something dignified with my life. I don't know. Well, I I wouldn't count on doing something dignified with your life, but hey, it's let's all try to late. make some forward progress. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, did, uh, having told you what I've told you, I mean, would you count that as a loss uh, for me? Is Is there like... 
oh, I wish I'd. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just struggling with like feeling a little bit like, oh yeah, I used to be a dumb, goofy kid, and now I like cool music. I don't know. <laughs> oh, sweetie. Here's the thing. Uh, I mean, honestly, this is why I really am reluctant to enjoy music as a whole. Okay. Because, like the cool, the cool music of today is the thing that we're making fun of in five years. That's true. You're never like just it's it's never a good use of time to authentically enjoy anything. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds horrible, but there's a part of me who truly feels that way. Cynical but persuasive. What uh okay well so l- let me let me broaden the question then is it is it indicative of our time now our our time in the culture broadly uh that we're not listening to as goofy of music like the the hot music right now is not nearly as goofy as it used to be or would it be like maybe we will think it's goofy or what you know it kind of seems to me that there's like a trend that happens mm-hmm. like uh, is this right. Yeah, it kind of feels like every other decade, the music is really goofy. Okay. Even decades are like goofy fun times, and then odd decades are like bummed out sad times. <laughs> uh, Wait, no, no, no. But the 90s was was goofy. Well, okay. Maybe decade is not the right measurement, though. Grunge? Because, like, grunge in the 90s? Early 90s was grunge. Late 90s was yeah. swing and, uh, uh-huh. and ska music. And, ska. and yeah. then eventually, yeah. early 2000s was like new metal. Um, uh, well, and also boy bands and boy bands. That's true. Goofy as heck. And then, uh, what? Late two thousands was mm, February to EDM. I don't know what. What else? Uh, uh, just just the beginning of just like too cool for school music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe we don't have the perspective on that. Nonsense. I think we just don't have the perspective. Although I can tell you right now, the first half of the twenty tens has been mostly bands that go hey, <laughs> and then clap and, and clap. have a, a male and a female singer uh, and maybe a trumpet and the in the background boys have a great sketch about this <laughs> all right well that will be in the show notes everyone go ch- listen to the boy or go check out the birthday boys because they're great and <laughs> Catherine, unless you have any further commentary on this great music that we call ska oh who me no nah. All right. Well, uh, I thought this was a this was a good episode. I, I got to share a little bit of something that is still a little bit inside of me. <laughs> Not much Gross. to about that. Yep, <laughs> I've swallowed it. I swallowed all that ska music. Well, you were you were you were riding your bike and you had your mouth open and you accidentally swallowed a fly. What can you do? All right, that's Captain Kogan over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Bye. Bye.